0: back to Local News Live. Great TV correspondent in Washington, D.C., Kyle Madura. Kyle, you're covering a story this week that really applies to everybody across the country. The EPA lawmakers are trying to reduce toxic chemicals in our drinking water. How does that play into the new infrastructure legislation that was passed by the House and Senate and signed by President Biden into law?
1: There's like $10 billion in the bill to help states look for and address contamination of what's known as, as PFAS, which is this chemical that's used in Teflon manufacturing, it's been used in firefighting foam when it comes to dealing with jet fuel fires at airports and, and at military facilities. And the more public health officials look for this problem, the more they find, and the bigger it grows. So that $10 billion will go a long way in filtering out, uh, filtering it out of water systems, helping to cover the cost of connecting residents who have tainted wells to a public supply. Um, and Those I've spoken with say it's certainly more than a drop in the bucket, but far from what will be needed to ultimately completely flush this problem.
0: What is is the danger of this kind of substance being in the water?
1: A handful of dangers that are known and well studied. Those deal with PFOS or uh, PFOA. Those are uh, uh, two of these Family of chemicals that that folks might have heard of, and they lead to a bevy of health issues. Uh, Cancer, probably the one that that is most scary to to people when they hear. Um, But that's actually a bigger question than you may realize. I mean, it's one that regulators are still trying to get to the bottom of, and that's because there are more than 650 of these chemicals produced in the U.S., and there are thousands around the world. And There are only about 29 of them that are regularly tested for. So the big reform that the EPA is promising is that they're going to extensively study these chemicals in the coming months, the coming years. They're going to then take all those chemicals and try to divvy them up in in classes, if you will, based on the danger to public health, uh, how expensive and difficult it is to clean them up. And that, they say, will allow them to write regulations by the fall or so of 2023 that and by dividing them up, by sorting them into those classes, by having studied them, they'll be able to target the areas that are of greatest need and make sure the regulations aren't hard to skirt. And and frankly, that there's a big bang for the buck that they're investing in the areas that that really need help as soon as possible.
0: How does this even get into the water supply?
1: The big element is when it comes to the Teflon manufacturing, it would leak out of those sites or, or the the effluent, the outflow, so to speak, might not have been well-contained, and even if they're no longer using those flawed processes now, these are known as forever chemicals. They just seem to linger. Uh, About 95% of of Americans have, um, when in surveys, have PFAS in in their bloodstream. Now, what a dangerous level is, isn't completely known just yet for a lot of these. That's what the EPA is trying to study. Uh, The other aspect is that firefighting foam. So certainly um, it's been a useful tool the federal government through the military and in other efforts are trying to find alternatives that might not be as dangerous. You know, that's where it's, it's, it could also, you know, leak into the groundwater taint wells or even public supplies. Filtering does seem to work when it comes to public water systems. Uh, and then the, the other element, and again, this is one where there's more study needed because just figuring out how much of this chemical is dangerous to one's health is is still this sticky question. Uh, it's it. It even shows up in in some food packaging. Uh, it can be it can be in the air, but the two primary sources of contamination do appear to be this Teflon manufacturing process, as as well as that firefighting foam. You interviewed
0: Republican Senator in West Virginia, Shelley Moore Capito. How does this uh, apply to the rest of the country? This particular problem, or is it more in areas that are comparable to West Virginia?
1: been popping up all over the country. Certainly, West Virginia has a few sites that are, that are most notable and, and have been um, have seen the highest level. So Senator Capito has been following this issue for years. One of the first contamination sites to, to draw the eyes of the nation uh, is loca- are located at, at industrial sites in West Virginia. Uh, she tells me she likes where the administration is headed. She was particularly glad to see them building off some of the work that the Trump administration did, rather than starting straight from square one she thinks that might have saved some time but she says she's still frustrated that there's not more detail in these plans and that regulation remains so far down the road she's had constituents waiting for you know more substantial action on this for about two decades now
0: this legislation does seem to be pretty bipartisan
1: i think there's pretty strong momentum both on capitol hill and with government regulators Uh, uh, the biggest hurdle i foresee here is, is just the usual red tape of of washington especially when it comes to the epa working here now i think lawmakers would certainly prefer that the epa do this on their own they're ready to act if they don't see change fast enough um but you know there's the usual amount of red tape that comes with any epa standard uh there's a lot of democratic processes that need to be followed in order for these regulations to stick uh certainly a potential future uh administration in 2024 if, if the Biden administration um, does not continue, could decide to, to change things here. And you know, while this may appear painfully slow for those who are impacted or, or those who are not in the weeds of government, uh, I did speak with the former head of, of the EPA, Gene McCarthy, and she said, look, you know, it's not going to be imminent, uh, but this is practically light speed when, it, when, it, when you compare it to how fast the EPA normally acts.
0: Kyle, my last question for you: Are there horror stories or potential examples of people being horribly impacted by these chemicals in the water?
1: You you certainly hear stories about it. I mean, one of the ways that early on that this was uh, that this was identified before testing became a little bit more regular regular of these water systems was you you would see cancer clusters pop up in, in various places, and that's when folks said. Okay, what might be behind this? So that's kind of what initially brought it to, to folks' attention, um, but the the impacts th- these are presumed carcinogens. The, the 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 science isn't totally set in stone, so to speak. So there's a lot of well, we probably think this is the case, and that it's leading to to these cancer clusters that we're seeing. Um, but I don't know that there's the there's the uh, personal tales that have come out of this in bulk that, that one might normally expect because that link just isn't as, as clean as, um, as many folks presume it, it likely is.